Hello and welcome back to Property Matters on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. First up today, I'm joined by Ivan Gain, Managing Director of Sherry Fitzgerald New Homes and newly appointed Chair of Industry Representative Body, Property Industry Ireland. Um, Ivan, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Carol. Yeah, delighted to, to speak with you. So if you weren't busy enough being the managing director of Sherry Fitzgerald's New Homes, you've now taken on the, the chair at PII. So um, obviously a glutton for punishment at this time in the housing market. And uh, yeah, with three, three small kids, I think um, my key to success is collaboration and delegation, lots of uh, good support, both, both uh, here and at home. Um, yeah, no, thank you very much for the introduction. I suppose to, to introduce uh, Property Industry Ireland, uh, as you've said, it's 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 a it's a cross-disciplined um, industry representative body, and it, it forms part of IBEC, um, along with uh, I think thirty-nine other uh, trade organisations and, and different things. And I'm I'm looking forward to getting involved with the National Council, and I suppose seeing how property inflects with you know Retail Ireland and all of the other different bodies within within IBEC. Um, you know, we work, we work with the other representative bodies as well, you know, particularly the Society Charge of Affairs as, as, as affairs and as, as per the day job. Um, and, you know, it, it really is a fantastic organization given its, its breadth and depth of experience. We have uh, we have four key committees, um, the Supply and Demand Committee, um, looking at both housing need and property need. So it's, it's not Housing Industry Ireland, it is Property Industry Ireland. Um, we have a finance committee, obviously looking at, at, at development cycles and consumer financing. Um, we have a construction innovation uh, committee, and we have a planning and development committee. Um, so, you know, we've been, we've had some great successes uh, over the last sort of decade or so, um, some of which uh, would include sort of the fast track planning, which started well, uh, is, 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 is uh, sadly finishing um, with, you know, obviously the sort of judicial review piece and, you know, perhaps tweaks rather than throwing the baby out with the bathwater would have been sufficient. Um, we were also very involved um, with, with in, in consultation and origination of sort of the ideas around shared equity and would have had interactions with, with Homes England. Um, and, you know, I say it's the, the great bit is, is around the different expertise. So from, from principal developers, from funders, from planners, uh, to the tax advisors, to, to, to agents, surveyors, uh, economists, it's, it's really that broad church that, that we, uh, we really enjoy and, and find really beneficial. So it's daunting, uh, but exciting. I think when it was muted towards the end of last year, I thought we were coming out of COVID and you know, we had housing for all and there was a bit of energy and pep in the step, but uh, taking it on the last fortnight, um, you know, the, the horizon is, is a little bit more challenging for sure. So I think that need for engagement, collaboration and, and, uh, and, and urgency is, is, is uh, you know, as, as, as critical as I've seen it in the last more than two decades. You know, it's interesting when you reflect on what's happening now and then look back over the last two decades, it feels like we lunge from crisis to crisis um, across, across um, the, the property industry, but particularly across housing. And the last two years, um, I, I suppose, last three years, even we were getting to a stage where after the crash, the market looked like it was on the right track. Then you're hit with uh, Brexit, COVID, and obviously now with um, with the war in Ukraine, that actually across all facets that feed into delivery across um, the property industry, 
all are impacted. You know, news is being dominated at the moment by um, construction costs. Our planning uh, weekly is in the media described as broken and, you know, we know that there's a need to uh, to digitize, but it goes so far beyond that. When you bring a group of experts together, um, Ivan, how hopeful are people that actually we can make progress because I've been in this industry almost two decades. I can't remember a messier time. And I'm saying that having survived, you know, 2009 to 2011. I can't remember um, a, a more complex time where it felt like we were further and further from a solution. Yeah, you know, I think I think um, I think we're always hopeful. Um, I think, it's, as Napoleon said, a, a leader is a dealer in hope. But it's um, I think what's different now to you know the global financial crash. You know, obviously it was very adversarial then, and you know, was the media might portray public versus private. As I say, that spirit of collaboration, that engagement, um, and that willingness to participate and share data and share information is is much much better. Um, there's much greater transparency, be that through the PLCs or through the work that society do in terms of that evidence base um, on costs, etc. So, you know, it's not a housing market; it's a housing system, and you know, changing that system takes time. Um, so, I think you know. Genuinely, that spirit of collaboration is the best I've seen in 20 plus years. Um, you know, even and it, it's not just our, it's not just PI. It is across all of the other bodies as well. And you know, there's really good people in the housing agency. There's really good people in the department. Um, they have a huge amount to output. Um, and you know, I think that's what will get us through. You look at the at at, at the Scandinavian countries. You look across Europe. The public-private participation works. There's trust there. Uh, and there's engagements, and I think in the last number of years that has definitely improved. You know, be that through rebuilding Ireland, be it now through housing for all. So, you know, I, I think having that interaction and that communication and collaboration, as I keep saying, is is absolutely critical. And you know, I think, as I say, the likes of shared equity will help. You know, a, a large cohort of buyers. It's later than we would have liked to see. Like to see, you know, it was announced. You know probably the guts of 18 months ago now, but it will hopefully launch in, 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 into, into this later this month um, into June. And that will have a big impact uh, for people and uh, you know, hopefully assist single buyers. And I think it's going to be bigger in scale than it had been originally anticipated. So, you know, Housing for All is, was launched last year. It's, it's, it's kind of completed its six month uh, cycle. It's six months old. It's going to take time. Um, clearly, there's a lot of industry frustration around, you know, the pace of those um, different initiatives coming through. But you got to say there is progress, um, but there needs to be a, a, a more critical progress now in light of, you know, the terrible situation in Ukraine. And, you know, I suppose when I was asked to take on PII, I didn't, I, I thought, oh, housing for all is out, COVID's over, it'll be kind of fine for a couple of years. But as you say, it is at an extraordinary mess messy time. And, you know, I suppose the risk sharing in terms of the, the, the viability and that understanding of viability um, and that transparency on the maths is, is, is really, really important. Ivan, I appreciate that, uh, you know, you wear two hats um, and I'm conscious of that. But I need to ask, is, in your opinion, is housing for all the right vehicle for delivery? Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a case of, Let's not uh, let perfect get 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 in the way of better. And 
there are some really strong initiatives in it that can be impactful. We just haven't seen the detail of those being released, you know, so, you know, addressing judicial review, the establishment of the courts, you know, the changes of the planning bills, et cetera, are fundamentally required. Um, so, you know, there's things that can be do, done sooner and things that can be done later, but I think there are some, some, some good soundings. I mean, just at a base level, the fact that it sets out annual targets by tenure across all of the different areas of rental, of social housing, of, of, uh, of private housing, that's actually an achievement just to have that stepped target by tenure per annum. No other plan even did that. So we had, you know, again, the divisive narrative of, of, of rental and people referring to birds of all colors and creed, et cetera. And it, again, it was very adversarial in terms of the language, whereas at least housing for all is, is, is ampersand, it's and. It's, it's this, that, and this, that, and the other. I suppose it's, the emphasis initially is on, is on public housing, but, but, but more will come through, I think, in terms of support of private housing. You know, we're waiting to see some of the detail around Creek Quinaha. And which, which is the subvention for delivery of owner-occupier apartments, which again, theoretically is a really good initiative. And um, so if Creek Quinaha is established with the shared equity product, you know, that will make apartments affordable um, for people. And, you know, as I say, it's, it's, I think there's, there's more work to be done in terms of comparing um, the affordability or the viability and the construction costs in Ireland compared to other jurisdictions. And I know some of that work is, is beginning to happen as well. Um, I mean, one of the easy things to, 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 when you think about it is we talk about houses and apartments and, you know, there's big debate on density and height, um, but they're not the same thing. And I think we've, we've had lots of variations on apartment guidelines, um, you know, be that the introduction to build to rent and changes in sizes and dual aspect requirements and everything else, but we've had very little change to, to housing guidelines. Um, housing as in traditional owned or housing can be delivered at 35 and 40 hectare and, and more by you know, reducing some of the, the, the minimum and maximum standards. So we had public open space at 10%. If we reduce the 22 meter distances on back-to-back -back houses and, and, and reduce minimum garden sizes, um, you can achieve a much more viable mix uh, of homes, which would serve you know, lots of communities, towns and villages in a much better way. And you know that's a change in guidance, not a change in legislation. So I think that's something that we're going to see socialize more fully, and we need to get on and make those decisions. And um, so that's certainly a, a strand of work that's been worked worked within PII, and I think is 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 going to be important. It'll take a couple of years to come through. You know, without Ivan, why do you think that hasn't been done? Because when it comes to apartment guidelines, as you pointed out, you know, uh, we've certainly had more recent guidelines. There's been changes around them. Housing, not so much. Why, why do you think that is? And do you think that that's feeding into the dominance that we're seeing of apartments? Yeah, it, well, it, it definitely is. Um, and I don't know the answer as to how it hasn't happened. We've been talking about it for quite a few years. Um, to be fair to the previous minister, he, he talked around the Cambridge topographies and some of those new ways of doing it. Um, this isn't even that. This isn't getting into you know interlocking duplexes or anything else. This is traditional housing with smaller gardens. But in, in, with, with much more greater quality spaces rather than not, um, and you know maybe industry collectively hadn't kind of figured it all out, and you know there's been you know industry responds and reacts to policy. We try and inform policy, but there's been different iterations, and you know I say obviously COVID and other sort of scenarios, and probably a lack of awareness of the legacy of older permissions that were were being washed out and developed through the system 
and probably not that full awareness and, and, and consciousness. So I think it's it's much better understood now. Um, and I think it's something that I say could be quite transformational, albeit it'll take you know a couple of years once the guidance comes through um, to, to, to have that coming through, coming on board. Um, Ivan, do you think either with your Sherry Fitzgerald or with your P, um, a property in Ireland hat on, do you think that housing for all can outlive the current government and actually live to fulfil its its uh, mission as such? Yeah, I mean, look, I, as I say, I think the fact we have a plan, the fact we have a breakdown by by tenure, um, there is a there is a lot to happen yet within it. I hope it does. You know, I say it's it's not perfect, but what we don't want is changing policy consistently, constantly, you know, a new government, a new plan, you know, another six, nine, 12 months of consideration. Um, no, I think the role of the Housing Commission being kind of, you know, potentially that kind of overarching view in terms of where it's at. But I mean, look, we're starting at the wrong point. I think there's probably a, a census, the consensus, a consensus on the census. Um, it is undercooked. So, you know, it's not ambitious enough in terms of the gross numbers. So an average of 33,000 should be more ambitious. And I think, you know, the, the census results later in the year will probably show we've a, a much larger population, you know, excluding the, 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 the Ukrainian uh, situation coming through. So I, I think I think the thrust of it um, in terms of planning reform, in terms of viability, that awareness uh, on cost, around that breakdown by tenure is correct and appropriate. Um, but I think it needs more ambition, it needs more urgency, and it needs bigger targets. Um, you know, I don't think there's, again, there's that kind of awareness in terms of the exodus of and depletion of rental stock. You know, despite the emergence of PRS, year on year, we're seeing a massive contraction in terms of rental supply. If, if you were a private owner and landlord, you are getting out, and I suppose values have recovered, so people are out of negative negative equity and 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 getting out of what is not a great investment currently. So again, if there was changes in in tax, that would at least stabilize and stop that exodus. But you know, we need that hundred and fifty thousand new homes to come through. With with the legislation and regulation as it is, we'll have apartments to rent and no houses. Because you know the domestic investor is not participating in the housing market, and the whole the wholesale investor pension funds are effectively precluded through the statute. So you know if if it keeps going as it's going, and I say the plan, a lot of it's good, but right now we're looking at apartments to rent, houses for sale, and never the two intertwine or mix. And you know we're not creating you know homes for the the general life cycle. Um, Ivan, there's so much on what you've said there that I need to unpack. So I'm actually going to almost start backwards there. I mean, you mentioned at the at the start of this that um, you felt this current plan felt less adversarial. Whereas, you know, I, I'm looking at it and I, I, I can only see every element of the housing sector becoming more adversarial, whether um, because you're absolutely right. Um, it is it is pitted pit kind of you've got public versus private you've got developers versus community and and it's such a nonsense when we look at how successful places and placemaking has always been delivered it has been the developers and the home builders as part of the community building the community these are proud professionals that actually have a legacy and want to create a legacy of excellence it's one thing that we've we've seen and and uh, Dublin has such a rich history of it and I agree that maybe that reputation was tarnished um you know in in past decades but 
to to suggest that you know the that um the private sector and the community can't work together that's such a nonsense because we know that's the only way it's ever worked really really well um you know so but but in terms of the adversarial nature you know what, what we're seeing in in particularly this year you know and we're seeing it through the high levels of vacancy and, and dereliction as well um as you mentioned the domestic investors have left the market um that's that you know and we're alienating the investors who want to come here because again even though we label them as institutional investors they're still made up of private individuals who are choosing to put their money in these funds so actually at their core they're all individual investors so actually rep reputation matters um certainty of policy matters and in ireland we seem to you know you touched on uh, new government new plan but actually we haven't had a housing policy that outlives any government yeah. ever so far in Ireland. Um, and our next governmental change is likely to be more radical than what we've seen in the past. It is unlikely that a plan today is going to carry forward. So our great white hope is really the Housing Commission. Do we feel that, that will that be strong enough? Will it be like uh, Board Fulcher? Will it be like Board Bia? Will it have that kind of... Um, you know, will it have the gravitas to be able to withstand any political pressures and any political cycles? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, maybe kind of be like the IDA and and, and make a success of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's you know, you, you talk about the PRS and the institutional investment and people give out about the quantum. We should be attracting twice that investment. No, at least twice that investment. You know, we've a, we've a mortgage market hovering around 10 or 11 billion. If you do the maths, and you know, we we've we've a subsized uh, secondhand market. We should be transacting a lot more secondhand stock. Um, we should we probably need capital flows per annum of about thirty billion. So we've ten billion of of mortgages. We've about four billion coming from the state. You know, we've maybe two point eight billion into residential investments. Albeit a chunk of that is in standing stock. It's not new delivery. And whilst we record it in terms of the investment agents as it being a transaction, it's typically a deal agreed with stock coming in 18 or 24 months time. You have a, a good portion of cash investors. So there's about a, you know, a 10 to 12 billion um, capital uh, money gap, if you like. So, you know, we need the mortgage market to grow to 16, 17 billion. We need um, institutional pension funds to double their activity. And we need to stimulate that activity because otherwise the burden falls back to the state. And, you know, that's not good for society. It's not good for Ireland. And I think, you know, that is the reality of where it's at. And I say it's simply do the math. And, you, you know, you think of 30 billion per annum, there was 40 billion mortgages back in the heyday. So to aspire to that and have a target for that sort of mix, and that's only using the housing for all kind of targets, it actually should be, you know, maybe closer to 35 or 40 billion. So there's room for, all actors, all stakeholders, but we should be stimulating that investment um, for the public and for the public good. And 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 and, and as I say, you know, it's it's it, it, yeah, it's a big challenge. Well, uh, okay, but even taking one of those, which is the need for more for for um, greater levels of capital coming into Ireland, um, how can we invite capital in when there is a, a state policy of name calling? which sounds so petty but actually that's what we're down to but also yeah, I mean, I, inconsistent I think, policy making yeah. money needs certainty yeah I, and i think and i think the government aware of that and i think i think you you might have commented that that housing for all is 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 divisive or adversarial 
the reporting of it is 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 adversarial you know the engagement and you know what what we see in terms of the endeavor both in the private and public side is not adversarial it's very supportive and there's genuinely you know shoulder to shoulder type engagement but the soundbite the noise around all and everything and how it's wholly politicized for political gain um, is the issue it's not on you know actually the stakeholders the stakeholders on all sides want to roll up their sleeves want to figure it out there's some very smart people around a lot of the industries which i rely on uh, not including myself within it and um, and you know there is that endeavor but it's how it's reported and that's why you know to talk to you say is important because it's around communicating the challenges within the system and say it's not market forces alone it's systemic challenges and issues that need a refinement it's planning it's infrastructure it's lack of investment over a very very long time and you know we we, we need to be more sub supportive it's like the Irish soccer team a few years ago were deplored and then it changes and it's kind of you get behind them again so we got to kind of get behind the plan the plan is not perfect but it's a pretty good plan it's a good starting point it, it can vary over time but I suppose we, what we don't need is as you say to stimulate that investment to have certainty and consistency we don't need root and branch changes all the time and um, we do need to get some fundamentals right around planning and land you know, we could go in, open up the whole kind of bat sort of scenario, but I think that's probably uh, improbable. But, you know, I think there, there's probably an attitude um, to, to any problem. You know, if you think you can't fix it, you won't. But we're, 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 I think there's, there is an urgency now in terms of what's happening globally um, that we shouldn't waste the crisis. Yeah, no, I, and do you know what, actually, I'm glad that you framed it as that we shouldn't waste crisis because actually I believe that um, after the crash, we wasted so many opportunities to, to reform and get things right. But let's take it down to just um, uh, your, day, your day job level. Um, across new homes, people coming in, first time buyers, uh, people trading up and down, um, you know, how are they responding to the marketplace at the moment? I, it, look, it's in, incredibly challenging. Um, I'm I'm the eldest of three, and you know I've I've a, I've a couple of siblings who are you know renting and having a torrid time, and you know surely Ivan can do something. No, I can't. You know, so like it is, it is incredibly challenging for for buyers. Um, you know, with, with within my own team, we talk about empathy a lot, not for the people who got the houses, but for those who are unsuccessful. So. You know, we're, we're, we're clearly massively oversubscribed by, you know, multiples of five, six, seven and eight. And, um, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's really, really tough for people. So, you know, the answer is supply and the answer is on great and greater certainty and planning. And, and, you know, we, we, we have good schemes coming on, but we're working on them a very long time, you know, so, so we have more stock coming on in H2 and, and more developments commencing. Some of them were were very delayed in the last few years, so it's almost like we've we've little pockets of kind of pent up supply, but it's tiny in relative terms. Mm -hmm. And you know, we we've just completed our our, our research report uh, published yesterday. Um, but if you compare the new homes individual sales from last year to 2019, so just give 2020, you know, it's down nearly 20 percent. So you know that quantum for sale is you know in around 8,000 units for sale across the country. Um, so it's really, really challenging for, for buyers. Um, I think, you know, the communication again, in terms of what shared equity is, that awareness, how that translates, it's complex, you know, for people in industry in terms of, 
okay, in year five, it does this, is it 20%, is it 30%? Um, you know, it won't be limited to first-time buyers only, you know, which is a positive. It's more, it's, it's more open to that. It is limited to new homes in terms of additional stock, but it's, 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 a really, it's a really tough market for people. And within the market, there's all sorts of different markets. So we're seeing you know, more migration both into the country and around the country. So you know, regional Ireland is performing extremely well. And that's where a lot of the price appreciation is. I think Dunmore East is the hottest market and the most sunny place uh, in the country. No, it's, it's, it's not Dublin driving it. You know, it's, it's, it's the border in the Southeast. Um, so this is, you know, it's, it's a national scenario. And you know, again, look, looking at our stats, our, our, uh, if we look at the for sale, um, for sale availability, it's down 30% compared to the same period in 2019. So we've that really, really finite supply, both within new and secondhand and just insufficient mobility. And I think probably we hold on to our houses for too long. So it's, it's, it's the average 39 years or something. So we should be trading up, trading down. There should be more choice. There should be greater mobility. Um, all of those factors are, are tough. So it's, it's uh, as I say, hearing it firsthand from my brothers and sisters, you know, it, it brings it home, even though we're dealing with it every day. Sometimes you need, you, you, you need, you need, you need to kind of think, have it completely firsthand and it affects every household and it's, it's really, really tough. And so that's where, you know, that, that we have that absolute urgency now to pick up that pace that you mentioned pre-COVID. You know, there, were, there was a trajectory the viability piece is a different thing. You know, if there was certainty on the on the sector, on the throughput in the market, industry will respond with modern methods of construction. Again, it's quickening up the pace in terms of new ways of delivering. And, you know, there's CLT, cross-laminate timber buildings of huge height coming up around the world. We can't get there as yet. So, you know, I think we we need to be brave. We need to be ambitious um, and, we, and we need to we need to get at it quickly. Okay, very good. And final question, Ivan, um, because of course I'm conscious of time, but for first-time buyers coming in through your doors today, what advice are your team giving? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's, it, I think it's to be really well prepared. Um, you know, clearly and obviously think about your location and think, think about what, what you can, what, what, what concessions you're going to make. You know, it, it is, it is really, really tough. Um, and, you know, you, you do need to move early. I mean, we, we, we kind of, you know the most transparent way is is kind of first up best dress and 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 it is a competitive marketplace out there and um, you know watch for the initiatives watch for shared equity um but you know it, it it it's it's going to take it could take 10 11 12 months by the time you secure that property it is it is a long search um but you know for people who are forced into a rental accommodation they're going to be you know, buying their property for probably 50% of what their, their outgoings are. Nearly every project sort of equates to that. But uh, I would say try and remain hopeful. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, hopefully it's all worth it in the end. And, 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 and together we can do it. Okay, no, that, that's a nice, that's a good hopeful note to finish on, Ivan. Thank you so much. That was Ivan Gain, Managing Director of Sherry Fitzgerald's New Homes and newly appointed Chair of uh, Industry Representative Body property industry ireland we need to take a quick break now stay tuned <laughs>